0: Head to mikereinold.com slash knee for more information and to sign up today. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reinold Show, we talk about classifying patellofemoral pain syndrome so that way we can come up with the best treatment approach. The Ask Mike Reinold Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back everybody to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I am joined by Lenny McCriona, Mike Scuduto, Dave Tilley, Lisa Russell the physical therapy crew at champion PT and performance up in Boston. We are here answering your questions as usual. And today we have a very, very, uh, this is a big question. So I'm gonna see where Lenny goes with this. Who wants to time Lenny? Somebody's gonna time you with a Lenny rant. We're gonna, <laughs> we got, we, we need a Lenny t shirt. we have a Lenny t shirt? Like, oh, need one, a Lenny rant, sound a Lenny rant. rant. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, and it's just like, <laughs> something like, can we, can you put a gif on a t shirt yet? Yeah. It's like. That'd be awesome. All right. Anyway, sorry. All right. So I, let's see, I think this message is from Marla. There's a good chance it's a typo and perhaps Maria, but let's go with it. It might be Marla. I'm trying to see, I'm trying to read in if that's an I or an L. So I apologize, but let's say it's Marla. Marla from Massachusetts asked, how do you identify and diagnose patellofemoral syndrome due to its vagueness and wide variety of cases? maybe causes we'll say causes. I think there's some typos in that. And that's, we're going to say that that's on our end. So Marla, Marla, so how do we diagnose patellofemoral pain syndrome? And, and do we even need to diagnose? What does that mean? So for this question, we're going to give it to, we're going to give it to Lenny. (laughs) Start off Len. What are your, what are your thoughts? First off, first off,
1: if her name is Mahler, that's great in Boston, right? (laughs) Mahler.
0: Mahler. (laughs) Mahler. Ma- yeah, Marla, Marla. It's probably Maria. I probably, it, it, probably Marla, Maria. Maria, I apologize. Maria. I apologize if I if we typed your name wrong. so Sorry.
1: Anyway, yeah, this is like I think uh, Scott Dye, doctor out in uh, San Francisco, calls it kind of the black hole of orthopedics, right? The patellofemoral uh, joint and patellofemoral pain. So um, it is just like this wastebasket term of like a gazillion different things that could go wrong and. You you go to the doctor's office, you get some knee pain, and you leave with a diagnosis of basically knee pain. That's what they told you you have. But they put this fancy term, Patellof Moral Pain Syndrome, on the prescription and say, just go to physical therapy. And then it's up to us to figure out what's going on because you weren't a surgical candidate at that time. So for me, when I get somebody like that, it's going to be figure out why this has happened right like you can pinpoint potentially the structures if it, that even matters sometimes it may because you may miss a, a meniscus tear or something like that or, or patella tendon pain but to me it's why is this happening and to me it's often a volume thing right so did the, the, they increase something dramatically in their life meaning they try to train for a marathon we see that a ton um did they start a new workout program are they um, I don't know, do they go on a hike? And they're not used to going on a hike, you know, like something random where there's a lot of up and down hills, up and down terrain or something like that. Um, so those are the big, big things. I want to know what's the volume, what have you done recently that has changed in your life? Um, and then after that, I want to figure out potentially what structures are involved, right? So you can, in my head, my differential diagnosis is going to be all over the place. So I'm going to start looking at, because it's general knee pain, like right? there's no specific area. So I'm going to look at patella tendon. I'm going to look at fat pads. I'm going to look at plica. I'm going to look at meniscus. I'm going to look at IT band. I'm going to look at quad tendon. I'm going to look at superior plica versus medial plica. I'm going to look at pes anserine bursa. I'm going to look at back. Hello. I'm going to look at a bunch of different structures. Try to pinpoint. I know palpation, people are going to say, is lacking. But I feel like on some of these structures, I get a pretty good um, response from people, if I can pinpoint the structures and that'll kind of allow me to hone in on what I think is going on. And then obviously I'm looking at strength. I'm looking at how they move. So I use our performance system and see how they move and see if I can correlate that to their symptoms. So if they are increasing their squat or they work a new workout program, can I somehow hone in on, Oh, wow. You got a lot of knee valgus going on on one side Maybe that's why you have an issue. Uh, try to load them and see if the, if their squat changes in a loaded position versus unloaded. So so many different things. Long winded answer. That's my di- that's my approach. And then I'm going to address some of those impairments and maybe their volume issues and try to figure out a way to decrease the volume on the joint and increase their strength in their hips, quads, etc. Right,
0: so I'm going to throw this at you. Does <clears throat> the diagnosis matter?
1: The diagnosis of patellofemoral pain. Not that diagnosis, but if I can figure out uh, if it's a meniscus tear, then maybe, maybe I got to keep that in the back of my head because maybe it was missed. Maybe you just saw a, you know, you're you're a primary care doctor, and they're like, yeah, you get knee pain, you get patellofemoral pain syndrome. So yeah, I would say potentially, but like labrum versus rotator cuff in the shoulder, we're gonna try non-op rehab. We're gonna try. We're gonna we're, us as physical therapists are gonna treat the impairments, right, and not necessarily the pathology. And so we're gonna go after motion, strength. Uh, function, you know, decrease volume on the joint, and then build you back up again, like we would do with, with any other joint. You know what I mean?
0: Well,
2: that makes uh, sense. You guys, that subclassification matters, but not diagnosis. So that's just the one thing I would say.
0: Well, you know, Len brings up a good point, point. and I wasn't, you know, the, it wasn't the first thing that came to my mind, but like you diagnose, you diagnose other things out. Versus diagnosing patellofemoral pain in, right? Patellofemoral pain is a junk term. I mean, it could be for anything, but I like how Lenny makes it a point to diagnose things out. You know, like, hey, let's make sure we didn't miss a meniscus or we just had this evaluation the other day of PCL. Tear, probably. Right. <laughs> you know that right. had patellar moral pain for a year with an undiagnosed PCL tear. So yeah. yeah, so it's about ruling other things out, which I think is is really cool. And then Dave, why don't you you want to touch on that because I think that's good. That's like you know subclassification because man, patellar moral pain means a lot of different things. If you have like a compressive syndrome versus like uh, patellar tendonitis, like wow, you're gonna completely treat that differently, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, this is something I've learned from you, Mike, when you put your PDF out and other stuff was thinking about not so much of like, you know, what exactly is the the reason they have pain, but trying to put them into a category of maybe why they have pain, right? Is this, this kind of comes from like the low back world that they were talking about instability versus, you know, sciatic type stuff or whatever, but they're doing the same thing, which is helpful because you can treat them based on movement. So, you know, is this someone who has, like you said, more of a compressive etiology who is like, very stiff quads. They have a very stiff nature in general. They're not very lax. And maybe they're having some issues with the entire patella is getting kind of you know, pushed into the trochlea. And that's the reason that they're getting uncomfort versus, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum, which is kind of something we see a lot, which is more of the, the lateral, uh, excessive lateral movement, which is causing some instability or some subluxation because they're very shallow in their trochlea and they have a lot of excessive motion. They're very lax. Like both could have the exact same type of pain. It kind of hurts around here. I don't really know what causes it. I didn't fall. Nothing happened, but completely different types of treatment, right? One versus the other. And I think that's where people should be thinking is more about like, okay, what are the factors like Lenny said that are contributing here? And like, how can we cluster this into something for a treatment-based algorithm? Not so much. And I think really overlooked a lot is what I see is different types of growth plate and different types of knee pain that all kind of hurt. You can have inferior pole for Sydney, jarson Mohansen versus a, a tibial tubercle versus more of a superior patella. And you might treat those things very differently, but it, may, it matters huge about what exercises you choose is for deeper ranges of motion and stuff like that. So don't think it's only like the adult PFJ these things are very much in the youth sports as well.
0: Do you think, do you think those docs all sat around arguing? Oh my God, the worst. Who, so hard how, to say. How they were going to, yes. like whose name was going to be on yes. that diagnosis. Yes. No, right? I
2: did it. No, I looked I, at the x-ray. No, it was mine.
0: I bet you uh, Johansson was the worst. He was like, no way. <laughs> if my name's uh, not on this, I'm no, going to was.
2: Sindon was like, I demand to be <laughs> first.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? That's it. I'm number one. Johansson. I'm the first <laughs>
2: author on this paper. I wrote the app. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're, you're last, Johansson. You barely contributed, Johansson. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right, so what are we talking about? All right, so, all right, so uh, you know, think about it this way. I'm going to make it like a, like a huge, like very obvious smack in your face. Inferior pole patellar tendonitis <coughs> versus an osteochondral defect in your patellofemoral joint versus lateral instability of your patella. My Lord, those are three different things, right? Can I say my Lord on oh, there? I shouldn't have said that. My gosh, my golly. keepers. I, I, um, I, those are three those are three completely different things. Right. So that will change a little bit of that. So I love it. So Lenny Lenny jumps in and says, let's make sure we not only are we looking at the patel femoral and looking for stuff, but we rule out some other things. That's amazing because sometimes other things cause patel femoral pain too. So I love that. Then Dave is a big fan of subclassifying. I think that's great. Um, I have a ton of stuff on this on my website. I wrote about this a bunch like back in the days and, and kind of like expanded a little bit. But the other big resource for this, and I, I would say this is pretty. This is pretty much still in play, believe it or not. I think it's been, it's been, it's, we've, we've learned more since then. But back in 1998, I know that seems crazy. What's a new grad PT? What year are they born, you think, right now? If you are in college right now, what are you uh, born, probably like 96. If you graduate high school, yeah. that's, that's awesome. So, anyway, yeah, so this came out before you were born. But this is, uh, so big article by Kevin Wilk, George Davies, Bob Mangine, and Terry Malone. So, those are like, four of the godfathers of like sports physical therapy these guys back in 1998 this was mind blowing their thought process that they came up with this. but in in JOSBT, they had a really landmark article on patellofemoral disorders a classification system and clinical guidelines for non operative rehabilitation kevin definitely wrote that title that's a big title but uh, you know what they did was they tried to say is let's let's find out the differences right and they had a few they had patella compression syndrome they had instability Biomechanical things like meaning like, is it just coming because of proximal and distal, right? Direct trauma, right? If I bang my knee into my desk, which I do like weekly, right? Um, and and then I come in with patella femoral pain, that's a lot different than that athlete that pivoted and subluxed their patella laterally right? So the subclassifications I think really help. So you should, you should check out that article and check out my website, just type in for Patel for moral, or I think it's like in the main sidebar. I have so much stuff on these things. So, um, you know, I, I look, I think, I think we nailed the question right there just from Lenny and Dave's perspectives right there from, from that. So, um, I, it's important that you try to do your best to give the right uh, treatments, right? So, you know, you have to make sure you're ruling out some other things, and then you have to try to subclassify it as best you can. And I think that is that is a good approach. Once you have that, then it all makes sense. If you're just getting a diagnosis of patellofemoral pain syndrome, and you're looking at it, and the person just says pain, and you're not trying to differentiate between the types of that, it, it seems very daunting right? It's very confusing that like, where do I start? Do I just do the same thing for everybody? And that doesn't, that doesn't seem to make sense. So I think
1: plus trust me, when people come to you with that diagnosis, I think they really appreciate if you can somehow explain what it means and maybe some structures that could be involved. People want to know what's going on with their bodies, not just we're going to do these exercises because they want to know what could be causing their pain and how to avoid it in the future. So if it is a fat pad thing, which I think I see a lot more than people think, then um, I think they want to know that and appreciate an explanation of what that structure is, how it contributes and how they can prevent it in the future. So I think it's helpful.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. So awesome. So great question uh, as always from Marla. I think, um, really appreciate it. If you have a question like that, head to micround.com, click on the podcast link and fill up the form. And in the meantime, do us a big favor, head to iTunes, head to Spotify, which is like an awesome place for podcasts right now, by the way, if you're not trying to listen to podcasts on Spotify yet, you should check it out. They're doing a really good job. Um, and rate and review us and we'll see you on the next episode. Ooh, Mike, you heard you almost missed that one. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast.